0: Welcome back. We are the Devils in the Details, an Exorcist TV show fan podcast. My name is Tina. And I'm Zoe. And I'm Gaia. And we're so happy you're here with us today as we rewatch and discuss season two, episode two, Safe as Houses. This is the one where they continue to help Cindy. And we're also getting more information about Andy and his family and the new kind of evil presence that is lurking around the corners. Um, so excited to talk about this one with you guys again. <laughs> That's nothing new. I'm always excited to talk about this show with y'all. <laughs> um, so where should we start? I've got billions of gajillas of notes here, um, but opening sequence in traditional form?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think so.
1: I feel, I feel like this one's definitely like Gaia's show, since this is Bennett here. Oh, yeah,
2: in there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, thank you, Zoe. Uh, okay, <laughs> we finally see Bennett again. And, of course, he's in a bad situation because I love the character. So, of course, people are mean to him. We see um, in the first episode, we almost forgot about the conspiracy and that plot. The first moment we watch the episode, we are put back into that plot and it shows to us where that plot really is based. And we are in Rome. We see the St. Peter Basilica And we are like, oh my God, yeah, I remember that and I can feel they are in trouble. We see Bennett and uh, we know since the first moment that something is going to happen. Bennett is uh, uh, the main character, the only one who knows for sure that there is a conspiracy inside the Vatican who one of the integrated demons is. And at some point, without any any moment to tell us that it's going to be bad, Cardinal Caro arrives and tells him, okay, the tribunal wants to speak to you now. The tribunal that Cardinal Caro is talking about, it's uh, the inquisition. Because yes, nowadays, the Inquisition is still on, it changes its name, more or less it changed the, the reason why it does exist, but it's still the same thing. The moment he is called in front of the three cardinals, he is in front of the Inquisition, and any Catholic person knows that the moment you end up in front of the Inquisition, things are going to be bad for you, really bad. <laughs> and we, we yeah. love Bennett. <laughs> we know he knows. We know he's there to tell them the truth. And since the first moment we know, the people judging him already decided that he is a liar. He had a mental breakdown after he failed to protect the Pope. And what we don't know is that uh, Cardinal Guillot is already informed about this meeting and he will be there. The moment he winks at Bennett, the moment is you are like, no, please tell me you are not going to oh, let yes. him... Bless... He's the, so evil. ...the dark holy water. Yes! That's what I have a question
0: about. How did they let him bless it? Like, obviously it's a very flawed test if you're letting the one that is yeah. on, like, trial yeah. for being integrated or a exactly. demon, don't
1: let so him that-
2: bless his own water.
1: And it's, like, it's like, a... That was a stupid
0: rookie mistake.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> they already decided that Bannett is crazy and they respect and fear the cardinal's yeah. power too much to go against him, or they are integrated too.
0: Exactly. That's because exactly it. Yeah,
2: the, the way the cardinal greets them, it's pretty clear that in truth he recognizes the other demons in the room. Yeah, they're already buddies. Yeah.
0: They're like, hey, bro, hey, bro, yeah. Yeah. good yeah, to see hi, you.
2: Hi, good to I'll see say, you. Yes. Saint's great. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I love I love how cocky the Cardinal is too when he even says, like, would you like to bless it yourself? And Bennett looks at him, he's like, No, go ahead. But like Bennett's pure eye roll at the time is so perfect Bennett. He's so annoyed at yeah. this whole situation. Yeah, he- if I were Bennett, I would have totally, when he said, do you want to bless it yourself? I'd be like, no, 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 no. And then behind him, like, just do, like, a little, like, cross. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. just do a little, like, when no one's looking. <laughs> just, just in case. <laughs> oh, God. And I like, I know it's a later scene, but how, how smart Bennett is about not trusting anybody. Even when the Cardinal that's on his, on apparently the good side, when he asks him later, well, do you really not know where Marcus Keene is? He goes, correct, I don't know where he is. And then he says, well, even if you did, would you tell me? And Bennett says, nope. And I was like, yes! That's cool, Bennett. Like, you know, like, you got to protect your buddy. And you know, like, you can't trust anybody. I thought that was so cool. Well, awesome, awesome. Of course. Do we want to move into the next scene? Yeah. Okay, good, because they're tied up. And I love them when they're tied up.
1: (laughs) That's what I had Sexy tied boys. That's what I wrote here. That's the only thing I wrote about that scene. Of
0: course, of course. We don't need to. We don't need to know anything else besides that. Nice, indeed. I think we would be like the worst directors because, like, the only direction you would give the actors is like, be sexy and be tied yeah. up. Yeah. Go do it. Perfect.
1: Yeah. Improv the rest of it.
2: That would be perfect. What else do we need? After all,
1: <laughs> it's like. I mean, I always appreciate the way that Marcus manages to slouch on things. And it's like, Thomas yeah. is all tied up straight and Marcus is all like, oh no, I lie down and my legs are not, my, you know, my open legs. and i just like, why? <laughs> why did you lounge so well? I know you're tied up and you're having a bit of a... hissy What I liked about Marcus is he's, he's very, he's having kind of those hissy British fits all through this episode. They're like, why are you doing this? Kind of like, he's like it's very like sarcastic and a bit, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know it's a very British thing to be that irritated, kind of like sarcastic, hissy. Like, what are you doing?
0: Absolutely, like, yeah, absolutely, like, no. no. <laughs> the 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 British hissiness. I like. I underline this quote. i like, this is so perfectly like British. Always so gonna love this. Is when uh, in all of his cockiness, Tomas is like, "Well, that was back then." I'm like, "I'm I'm much more experienced now," and <laughs> and Marcus goes. Back then, it was six months ago. (laughs) It's it's a
1: blink blink of time. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I was like,
2: oh. And that's exactly why I call this episode, What a Little Bitch.
1: Yes, (laughs) yes. Oh, I wanted a slap Thomas by the end of this. Thomas, by the end of this. Thomas, (laughs) you're going to get a slap. And this is not going to be the rolled up bad dog you're being an idiot slap. This is going to be like, now you're just being a dick. Oh, I've been doing this for six months. I certainly know more than you will ever know. Oh, I'm the chosen one. You are a good little prick. Yeah.
2: Behave. There's so many times I just would be like, damn it, Tomas. Zoe, you you want to slap him only at the end of the episode because I want to begin to slap him at the beginning and end after the closing titles. Yeah, I think by the end,
1: I was like, okay, right, rolling up these sleeves, yeah, and we're, go- we're going in for a beatdown. Boy, <laughs> now-, now it's not- okay, yeah. During the episode, it's like this boy needs a slap. At the end of the episode, I'm like, you chicka, what? Oh, no, 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 you want to get in a fight with a Brit here? I will take you.
2: I have to admit, this second episode was almost too, too difficult to follow, but in the end, mm. you see a path. Above all, in the plot line yeah. about yeah. Andy and his family, there is a path. Every time that Andy must fight some conflict, Grace is outside the door. Uh, that's
0: exactly yeah, what I wrote down. She that. is at every corner. Whenever he's in a dark moment, a, 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 I'm like, "Oh my god, why did I put this together?" Yeah, like indeed. she's the one, like always needling around when something bad's happening.
1: Yeah. yeah. She even specifically has that, don't let her send me away. Is in, like, if, if like, you know, if Rose sends for help, exactly. if someone comes in, and the family, she won't exist because she won't have a space to exist in. Yeah. So even from then, she's trying to protect herself. Not like, oh, because you're thinking, now you know what it is. Yeah. You're like, oh, she still does not want to be sent away from her home and from Andy because she's possessing him. And it's just like, oh... How did I not notice that? Probably the insanely fast editing. So you don't get a chance to
0: take it in. Right. Oh, they did that so well. And the yeah. fact that they also made her like made her presence made Andy feel even guiltier. Like everything that, yeah. that she stands for, you know, this love, but it's the dark part of love where love can make you feel so ashamed. And that's what he is constantly feeling. He's ashamed that he's going through all these things. Uh, with his family and he he tells her that too. He's like, I'm he even says, like, I'm so sorry you had to hear that. And it's just uh parroting, parroting all those dark thoughts that he has yeah, about himself yeah. that I am a failure, I am a bad person, and that's yeah. where the demon really gets in.
1: Yeah. All those weakest moments. Yeah. Whenever he's the most vulnerable, yeah. he's standing there going, I yeah. look after you, let me in. Uh, and he like, exactly. oh. I yeah. Yes, watching it a second time, and just like, it makes so much more sense
0: why she's there for all those moments. Um, so technically we're still on the tied up scene. <laughs>
1: With... Yes, yeah, we kind of jumped in, because obviously the next scene is like, family do some bonding. Yeah. And yeah. then it's just like, because the next scene is literally like, some they're bonding about something. Someone comes in and goes, I've got some apples. Do you want to come see the lamb? Yeah. Yay. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Nobody's interested in lambing. They have apples. But now. we have another
0: image of those nasty maggots. You know, there's this constant imagery of the Ah
1: yeah, so that's the latest scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah.
0: just like it's so fast. But again, we have the the beautiful pile of
2: apples. Ooh. Yeah. And we know what apples do to Zoe. <laughs> yes,
1: Chaos. Chaos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they rolled. They rolled. Chaos spread for us. <laughs> it was the apples. I'm just am waiting for the time when they're going to choose a different fruit. Apples are constantly used so many times in imagery just because it has, like, that biblical connection. You know, they're red. They're color red. I'm just waiting yeah. for the one day, like, someone's, like, has just, like, a kiwi.
2: <laughs> no! No, not the kiwi! Oh, the evil papaya! papaya! <laughs> <laughs> retro No, not the kiwi! No, no. Well, now it's the coming of the apocalypse.
1: When the Kiwis are like the, in the
0: breakers of Sin. I'll be like, oh no! <laughs> um, on that note. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> normal thing. Totally normal thing. <laughs> Nothing normal about that whole situation. Let's be honest.
2: <laughs> no, no. I own pearls and peaches and plums, I totally agree with Zoe. Uh, yeah, give them... To me, very hard, very yeah. crunchy, firm, and crunchy. and very bitter. Uh, oh,
1: bitter, yes. Oh, bit, bitter fruit. Oh, yeah. Firm, hard, bitter. <laughs> a bit like the way I like my asses, I suppose. Like, he's got a nice bum. He's firm, hard, and bitter. <laughs> oh, he's Marcus. Firm, exactly. hard, and bitter. Yes.
2: I like my fruit like I like my Marcus Keen. <laughs> That's it yeah i i will copy that there we go i will totally and copy and that's it why it they keep use like <laughs>
1: apples they're firm hard and the good ones are a bit bitter and at the moment in this episode tomas is a smelly banana yeah that's
2: what he
0: is yeah, yeah we'll go yeah. with that yeah we'll go with
2: this
0: this is we'll go with that perfect and again on that perfect. note <laughs>
2: bring, bringing it
0: back <laughs> <laughs> I'm overheated. Yeah, That's no, you're, my excuse. You're Too hot in England. You get a thing. pass that is, like, the hottest in, what, 30 years? Dude, I totally understand. <laughs> so Andy and the family. I I would love to talk about that because I just, I don't understand it. Why Caleb throws Verity under the bus like that and says that she made him go out there and left him alone. I don't get it. But ooh, it,
1: ooh. It, wasn't, it wasn't Verity. It was the demon or the ghost witch that led him away. Is that what it was?
2: It wasn't verity. Yeah, it wasn't verity. That's why she's all like, "You don't believe me." Exactly. the 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 demon doesn't need to have a human representation with Caleb because Caleb cannot see him. So it was just his voice.
0: Oh, Oh, so Caleb wasn't just trying to be mean. He was. He actually legitimately thought. No, no, no! It was with the words by
1: the demon. Exactly. How did you not get that? Oh my god, this is like <laughs> this is this season sent to to butterflies. How dare verity be so I was, mean? What a bad
0: no, no, I was mad at I was mad at Caleb. I was mad like why would he lie like that? Like she he knows he, that, that Oh.
2: He is not lying at all. No, because he's poor boy.
0: He's no. not lying. Oh. Oh, I feel dumb. I'm gonna <laughs> drink my coffee. That's alright, and I have no excuse. Remember, so I have no excuse. It's perfectly air conditioned here in Florida. It's like sixty nine degrees in this in this apartment. I've got my coffee. I, I'll I'll chalk it up to me just being a little hungover. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that <laughs> adult brains. <laughs> <laughs> well, then okay. Well, then explain this. Yeah. Why is the lamb all messed up? Like I know demons are influencing it and everything, but why choose to make it all scary looking? Because I'm pretty sure there'll be something more biblical exactly.
1: reference in it but for someone who doesn't know biblical texts and anything like that so i can only analyze it from like a filmy point of view or a well i just see, assume it's more of rot and carnage and obviously that the death the birth of mutated animals is normally a sign of oncoming evil it's kind of as, as a trope in it's things true so like like in a lot of things if you get like deformed like babies for adults like children and stuff you're like wow there's got to be a demon or something unnatural because it it can it turns nature and when things are decaying in nature birth which is meant to be such a powerful like symbolism for life and new beginnings and stuff when a birth goes wrong it means that something evil is being brought forth there's new beginnings or there's tragic endings are about to come into it but i only know it from like it being used as a horror trope rather than i'm pretty sure guy will be like there's an actual <laughs> no that's, brilliant. Yeah, that's really brilliant thank you
2: in the catholic iconography lamps are uh something very 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 dear to the common knowledge because the lamb represents the both nature of christ suffering because he is going to be sacrificed for the common good and also victorious because the lamb will become the the goat and the goat is uh, the most powerful animal in in the desert where the catholic religion was born. So uh, actually to have something that represents Uh, innocence and purity to be born so mutated, so twisted, it means that the demons in that moment are stronger than anything else. They are controlling not only the family but also the land itself. The devil, the evil in the island is so ancient that it corrupted the land and when something is rotting in land everything is going to rot with it everything will be corrupted and destroyed so uh i don't know if you noticed but there is a little moment before the lamb was born when the camera uh, frames the the little feet of the of the ship oh yeah yeah i saw that and 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 that's Uh, uh, it's a very clear uh, reminding for people about the caprine foot that is one of the signs of satan itself
0: oh that's right that's right that it's 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 with such a common image and it completely
2: escaped me that they did that purposefully
0: to to... so I literally I think the
1: only thing we haven't covered is literally the ending with Shelby turns up With the lamb and his blood in the door.
2: Yeah. Yes. Uh, And Uh, uh, yes, 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 you didn't
1: understand that that it wasn't verity. And then we all judged you for a bit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I felt I felt very judged. I saw Gavels, I saw the jury, I saw like everybody in court just judging me. It was it was a really good feeling.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We are sorry, but we are sorry, but we were really judging you. Yeah, that, in that no, point, I, right?
0: Rightfully so. You're you're totally justified in doing we, that. We really,
2: we really are <laughs> doing that. I already told you yesterday before the internet kicked us out that I am bitchy about this episode. Oh. And well, that, go for it. When I'm having people trying to tell me how Thomas is a sweetheart in this episode, and I am oh, like, no, no, I am mad at him in his his world, head. Did we watch the same episode? Do, yeah. do I have a fake one? Because really, if you are telling me that he's a sweetheart in this episode, you really need to be checked by, some, by a very good professional.
0: Yeah. Because he <laughs> he's a
2: little bit. He's an
1: idiot and he's, he acts like a prick in this. And I'm just like, he he totally is. No, he's an
0: arrogant asshole. He basically thinks he knows everything after just a few months of training just because he's got a special gift.
2: And come on, this is the second time Marcus is trying to open up and to tell him something about his past after he was a bitch about Marcus keeping secrets about his past. This is the second time he's trying to make him understand that to be... An exorcist is a life of sacrifice, and what does it do? You hate it. You hate it that he chose me and not you.
0: And, yeah. And like, then
2: a no. moment of silence, and then the Italian in me started to curse like a sailor. And if there is, <laughs> some, if there is something that we Italian can do is to curse like sailors. <laughs>
0: What are some examples of some curses in Italian that you wanted to say to Tomas? Mm,
2: let me see, something not too bad but in the same time that will express my feeling. Ma vattene fanculo. I don't speak the language but that it sounds
1: pretty Amazing. Want to say a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> That didn't sound godly. <laughs> no, not, not at all. Not at all. That was... What, what was that? Go, what does that mean? Go fuck
2: yourself. Oh, sounds so much better
1: in Italian. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Because,
0: quite pretty.
2: Yeah, because in truth, it's not really go fuck yourself, but go and find someone who fucks you hard, more or less. That's what it means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you.
0: I well, if you go. if you look like Tomas, you don't have to go very no, far no, no. to do that. You just walk into any place and say, look at me. Yeah,
2: yeah but you are not supposed to like it. No, no, no. That's, no. The, that's the whole point. Okay, I told you, I'm bitchy. I really
0: Go. Yes, yes. yes. Well, do we want to talk about... Because well, I, I know we want to talk about uh, Tomas being an absolute... Asshole, but we still have a very important scene okay. that we have to discuss with the lamb's blood. Okay, yeah. with Shelby. Yeah, we're because I, I remember we were we were talking about how he put it on the on the um on the doorway, but there's some sort of like religious connotations behind that, yes. and the and the and the history behind that, that, and
1: related to like you know the the oh Moses and. The, and they're putting lamb's blood on the door, so when the spirit comes along and steals the children, it goes, "Ha ha, exactly. lamb's blood! You will be protected from the thing that's going to come along and go, yum, yum! yum I eat your children.'" So,
2: yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that's yeah. That's,
0: that's where I remember that story from. Exactly, great That's the
2: story. <laughs> Probably the, the, the story begin-
0: there, but yeah, th-
2: that's the <laughs> beginning of the hister Passover. Tradition. Is that Passover oh, yeah.
0: when the thing flies over? Passover, to yeah. The children, yeah. It, when the angel of death passes over exactly yeah. exactly that's,
2: that's the, the origin of the Easter tradition for both the Hebrew Hebrew and for the Catholic people so yeah uh, it's uh, it's a very specific thing to do because we have to realize something uh, we are talking when Moses did the blood thing over the doors of the Jewish families who were still slaves in Egypt. Uh, We are talking about a time in which to have a lamb, it was like to have a treasure. It was like to have gold. Only the wealthiest people could afford a lamb because we have to, yeah, we have to realize that we are talking about a desertic region in, inside Egypt. So uh, it wasn't like they were slaves. It wasn't like they were allowed to have a lot of money to live with. So to have a lamb, to be a shepherd, was a very wealthy profession. So only the wealthiest in the, in the tribes could afford to have a lamb. To sacrifice this lamb, was uh, there; they, it was the proof of how much they trusted God, because when God, when the angel of God came to Moses and told him, sacrifice the lambs, and we have to realize that with the Catholic tradition, the lamb will be the, the symbol of Christ. So, basically, God is telling them, sacrifice this lamb that for now is just an animal, but with time it will become my son, and I will provide for you. If you trust me and you sacrifice what is your most beloved possession, I will provide for you. I will take you out of your slavery. I will bring you back home. Because the whole point That's so the whole point of the Easter tradition is that it represents the moment the Jewish people were fed from the slavery in Egypt and brought back to Israel. That was the promised mm-hmm. land. So in simply taking this small animal and sacrifices it to God, the the promise of God to provide for his people, to protect his people, is completed. Wow. So that. That's part of
0: the covenant, right? Yeah. That, 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 that. Exactly. promise that they exactly. that he makes with them that's amazing exactly that's so interesting it brings to mind like because i'm going like so the and most the- prized possession at that time for the for these people were, were these were these lambs i'm like nice i'm trying to think of like what's the equivalent of that for these days like what if god were to come down and say like the only way you can protect your home right now from this angel of death that i'm going to send over in oh, in what? the 21st century is if you sacrifice your prized possession like is that so is that, like our iphones or like what do we- <laughs> like we don't have lambs anymore you- we
1: lambs would have been like because that's the livestock that'd be livelihood that would yeah. have been something that would have having a flock of sheep would have had given you food would have given you something to sell would have given you wool i mean exactly. that basically means we would have to i don't know quit our jobs
2: yeah is that yeah. it? it's like exactly. it's a physical
1: representation of like
2: you would have to sacrifice oh, your ability yeah. to work
0: yeah or give so up internet
2: oh no no, uh, yeah, no, no the, more oh, internet. Okay, yeah, the internet. Yeah, I was, but, I was like uh, what, what's, what's happening okay? Oh, no.
0: yeah. yeah. No no more fanfic. Yeah. I can't read any more fanfic, oh, no. I can't watch any of my fan art. I can't interact with okay. No. Okay, no, that won't no, that will, no, never no, giving no up that, internet.
2: No indeed. I agree. bring on bring on the angel of no, death. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what? what Angel of Death take me. I won't sacrifice my internet. I can die. Okay. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to keep it for the writing room but I think I will say this now uh, in the Bible there is uh, um, that is full of symbologies like I already said a lot of times like the horses like the lambs uh, the lambs can be Christ both uh, victorious and uh, defeated in the moment before he resurrects after he was crucified. So suffering and defeated and weak and scared, asking for his father. But, but what represents heaven and the way to enter heaven and to see Christ resurrected and victorious the moment that will announce heaven on earth, God coming back to judge everyone and to bring the rightful to heaven is a combination of the lamb and the lion. And who is the lion in this show? Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Bennett, no,
0: yeah, no. So Marcus, I got,
2: I got I got I was talking about Bennett. I was secretly talking about Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah,
0: Marcus is that's his that's his name. That's his name. Exactly.
2: Name. Exactly. Oh, a lion. In truth, we already know something more in this episode. Uh and because we now know this little detail, I think we can be even be about Thomas' reaction during the whole episode. <laughs>
0: So I think we're just all just we need to just start yeah, talking about yeah, Tomas, yeah, because okay. we have yet to yeah. to analyze any of their scenes yeah, yeah. Um, on air. Yeah. <laughs> we've bitched quite a bit off air when we're going through our technical difficulties. Yes. But like, uh, long story short, we've got the scene with them tied up. That's like one of the opening things that we yeah. see of them together, and they snip at each other. There's some of those famous lines that go back and forth where he says, Thomas says. Oh, well, it's God that brought me to you. Do you regret that? And then Marcus says back at him, I'm starting to think so. Yeah. yeah. And then Tomas is like visibly hurt. Like, oh, uh. but as he should be, like, he's getting way, way too cocky. Yeah. So all that to say, what where are we with, with pobre Tomas and all of his cockitude and God love Marcus just dealing with his shit right now?
1: He's got an immature brat as a tiger line. He's like, I've been doing this for six months. I could totally do it better than you now. And it's like, dude, <laughs> age comes wisdom. And you have neither of those things. You're just being you're like, well, I was chosen by God. Ha. Oh. And it was just like, but you don't know that. And there's that brilliant line that like, when like, Tomás is like, oh, w- why are you so scared of this? And Mark's like, why are you not scared of yeah, this? Yeah, why are you yeah, not? That's exactly. exactly. the totally average everyday power. And we all know that the demons are hell-bent on getting Marcus. They seem to be after Marcus. They don't seem to be worried about Tomas. And it's like, when mm-hmm. demons don't want to take you out, but do want to have conversations with you, you don't go, oh, God must obviously be wanting me to have talk to the demons, and the demons clearly like me.
2: I don't think, no. no yeah. The demons like you, that's not a good thing. Oh, no, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Come on. And we know there is nothing worse in the world of a man who doesn't have any fear because if you have fears you know how to be careful in what you do you know you have limits and you don't try to overstep those limits because you know it could be dangerous and marcus is trying to tell in tomas again and again and again to be careful of his immortal soul because it's not Mm -hmm. a matter of uh, the physical death that's not the worst that could happen to them marcus learned this he learned a long time ago that yes his mission will probably kill him at some point. But as long as he is able to protect and save his immortal soul, his sacrifice won't be for nothing. That's what Thomas doesn't mm-hmm. see. He doesn't get it now because he is too young. Right.
0: He's got the, the, the ancient, yeah. what is it, the Greek? Fatal flaw. Well, maybe it's Aristotelian fatal flaw to any heroes. It's the hubris, yeah, hubris. right? He's got this. Yeah. He's got this pride that is going to be ultimately his demise because he thinks that he is. Yeah. He has been chosen yeah. for this greater purpose, and he. Well, as you say, uh, uh, you hate the fact that he chose. Yeah. Me. He like he. Marcus That's doesn't such
1: care. just thing to say. That It's oh, such a, like, yeah. a little like it's like petty stabby. He knows Marcus has been through hell. But Marcus yeah. doesn't care if he's chosen or not because he just has utter faith in his work, his word, in God and stuff. He's not all like, oh, yes, I am the chosen one. He's yeah. just like, no, I have a job to do and I do feel like I, this is my purpose. Exactly. Rather than mm-hmm. I'm the chosen one, he has purpose. God gave him a purpose, but didn't make him like, he doesn't
0: exactly he's not as arrogant with it. Exactly. is all like, i'm the chosen one <laughs> well do you think is it, is it possible marcus does have some sort of jealousy for oh. for because we got a hint of that in, in season one but do you think that he actually is that there's something to what tomas is saying that he, there, there is some spite there and some anger that he's give, been given this
2: gift i think it's not about jealousy it's about the hurt he feels about god choosing not to speak with him anymore But as we already say during season one, I don't believe that God is not actually talking to him right now. I I firmly believe that God is trying to make him listen and he is there screaming in his ears and Marcus cannot hear him because he is still full of regrets and self-loathing and he blames himself for Gabriel's death. I also wanted to add just a little details. The real meaning of hubris is not only uh, when a man thinks so much about himself uh, that he compares himself to God. Hubris is also when a man thinks so much of himself uh, to believe that one of the many gods of the Greek pantheon is actually interested in him. He's actually choosing him for some missions. No, if a god chooses you, you know because this god appears to you and he tells you, you now are marked as one of mine. It doesn't mean that you won't die. It probably means that you will die a terrible death, but you will do it in my name. Take, for example, Mm -hmm. Athena, when she goes to Ulysses before the war of Troy, and she tells him, okay, you know what? I like you. You will fight in my name. That means that you will be taken from your son, your family, your land, your newborn boy. You will never see your boy and uh, your uh, wife again until the end of the war. And after the end of the war, you, spend, you will spend another 10 years running around because another god will hate you so much that not even my power will protect you enough. But hey, don't worry, I still love you. So these She said that to him? <laughs> <laughs> That's in the story. <laughs> don't I don't yeah. that. That's the story. <laughs> so Well, thank
0: you for that background. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of these are inspired by, you know, these archetypes from, from yeah. old, you know, like a, any good story writing should be done inspired, but then take a little do a little twist on it, like the lamb's blood, you know, inspired, but then it's a twist because it's like it's from a really yeah, lamb that's a part devil yeah. child thing.
1: <laughs> Which is why right by the end of this episode, I was thinking, is Shelby the possessed one? Yeah. Because his behavior is the most random and, and he's like staring. And I also thought it'd be an interesting twist that the obvious religious one of the group, the one that has the most faith and is Christian and believes in God,
2: would be the one that's possessed. Yeah, that would be... But again, it yeah, was a redhead. Yeah, that would be great
0: yeah no, no that's all they were doing all they're doing is trying to throw us off every which way and I, I never would have suspected it never occurred to me that spoiler yeah. alert uh andy yeah. is the one yeah is, no, is yeah just no
2: indeed for now we still are trying to decide to think about who could be the possessed one and i think shelby what the, the work done on shelby is uh, a very great one because uh We have examples of people of faith. We have the Pope, we have Thomas and Marcus, who are both priests, and we have the corrupted and integrated priests inside the Vatican. We have Bennett. But this this boy, this young man who is not a man yet, uh, we see, he sees religion as an anchor. Something to grasp, something that helped him to understand, to try to understand why his mother used drugs during her pregnancies, why he was forced to suffer for her decisions, and why he's all alone in the world. He needs answers. He needs a friend. Because let's let's Mm -hmm. just say it. God in for Shelby is like his uh, invisible friend, this friend that every child has in his childhood. And uh, for Shelby, is God, but Shelby's religion is very almost primitive, it doesn't have mm-hmm. a base, it's not based on uh, studies or even on someone leading him on the path of the believers, he did everything alone. So when he realizes that there is something deeply wrong that is threatening his family, he he tries to find the answer of how to help his family inside the Bible, but because he doesn't know how to read the Bible, that is one of the most complicated books ever written in history. So he -hmm. takes the words literally and he used the blood Mm -hmm. to to cover the front door because the Bible says that. But right now, nowadays, uh, we know what the meaning is, is the thought of Believing in God and trusting him so much that will lead us to put all our trust in him. We don't need to literally kill a lamb and use right. its blood on our doors. So, it's... Yeah, it's, yeah. Shelby is the purest believer in the show.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's so cool. I, the, the 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 light you're shedding on Shelby's character is so interesting because I'm thinking back to how, verity also is written to kind of reflect the opposite of what religion can do. So somebody can find this anchor like Shelby in it, and and this the, find your faith and find it as something that is this comfort in this time of need. And then you've got the opposite where it's used and religion and faith has been used to hurt and and to shame, um and the, just put them literally as side by side as siblings <laughs> in a household. It's yeah, brilliant. it
2: really is because every single one of the ch- of those children has a history already. They are so young, and yet they have very tragic histories. Religion was used to hurt uh, verity, but because that was a religion already mediated by men. As I said in uh, one episode for season one, I don't believe that God really gives a damn about who we love. God won't won't judge us because we are gay, bi, or whatever we are. But those men who did what Shelby did, took the Bible, read it, like they think God would like for them to read it, and then use this twisted and fake version of religion to hurt her because of her sexuality. But really, are we really, Mm -hmm. we are in 2018, are we really believing that God Mm -hmm. will judge us because we love one is God Himself, if we believe, who gave us the capacity of love.
0: Right, and and unfortunately, there are still people in this world in twenty eighteen that that do believe that there is a God out there or being out there that is instructing us to hate, based off of these. Yeah, but, but what these 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 ways that we love each other like that shouldn't be. Yeah. That,
2: but one man, one man mediates religion you can be sure terrible things will happen.
0: Right. We're, we're like the we're, we're like the story that Marcus told where all of us are just trying to reach the elephant.'re we're, we're not really feeling much. Maybe we can kind of see a little bit with the toe. people get through the Bible or the Torah they kind of but when you can see like the whole damn elephant like that's exactly. when I think you've hit Nirvana. Exactly. I, I'm never gonna get there. I'll tell you that <laughs> I'll try, but I think there's very exactly. few far between people that have lived have, that can actually attest to the fact that they yeah. they can see God for the message that he really is. And, um, we've <laughs> gotten into a very philosophical moment of our podcast, as is sometimes uh, <laughs> we are wont to do. Um, but shall I, we also go <laughs> back to, because I really also want to yeah. talk about Tomas and Cindy on the floor uh, regarding when he gets brought back in and the de- demons like come and Come and come and, and let me in, and yeah. then he goes white with his yes, eyes. Yes, just talk course. about the whiteness of his eyes. I think that was like such a cool effect that they did on him. Yeah. It wasn't like he had black eyes, or or like there was this whole like like goofy eyes and gold. It was just like this very subtle trend size. Of- trend size, yes, yes. Trend size. So I guess that's all to say what. Are your thoughts on his eyes and the way that he and Cindy connected, or the demon connected in that wow. in that scene?
1: It's like I mean, I get that his connection meant that he learned the song that did help, but at the same time, he's getting in too deep too quickly. He's yeah. like, it takes literally nothing for him to be like, "Demons, like, listen to me." Marcus is like, "Don't listen," and he's like, "Okay, I'm listening now." <laughs> and you're like, dude, dude, maybe take a breath. Maybe think about going into this magical journey. I mean, but I mean, I like the effects. Like from an effect and a storytelling, it's all very like good and very gripping. I just think that he's a little bit too eager to go. Yes, totally. I can fight demons on the inside with like maybe at some point you can, but maybe you need a little bit more spiritual training and a little bit ability to recognise when demons going, ha ha, come and join me, or. To be able to do it in when you can force your way in and demons going, oh, shit, you've got in. You
0: know. <laughs> but I love it how he's, the demon is so good at trying to divide them. He's even like, yeah. don't look at him. Because he looks to Marcus for hope and Marcus he's just like, looks God. at him like, like, don't do it. Don't bloody do it. <laughs> he's just yeah. like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and he goes and he goes into his weird trance as well. Yeah. Um, but I love it and I love how that like once he's into that dreamscape again there's that visual of the confessional booth because god it's from a writing standpoint like of course you have to have a dreamscape of a confessional that has them. I mean my vision of Tomas in a confessional involves a little bit uh other than a demon being in there with him but <laughs> that's for another day. <laughs> but I thought it was cool like even the way that they framed that shot where He's looking through the old school divider between the confessor yeah. and the listener, the priest. And you see the demon look at him and does that cool like grittiness of her face and it yeah. just like disintegrates. And she still is able to say that one word of like, oh, he's afraid of what you can do and just plants that seed again. Of of division. I
1: did like a lot of the effects on the demon's eyes, like that whole blown out pupil kind of look. Like there was like they were just so big and empty, but at the same time they were just like black holes that you could almost fall into. And she's just like, I know everything because my entire eye is just dark pupil now. And I did love. I mean, I thought any scene of Cindy being demonic. Like, the crawling away and her upside down.
0: Yeah. With what? Concept. Okay, I've, I have mixed feelings on the crawling up backwards <laughs> into the ceiling scene.
1: Oh, yeah, the <laughs> oh, yeah, It got, got a little bit like, you know, aliens yeah. too. It's yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> so she just
0: got sucked up by Mars attacks aliens. Yeah. like. <laughs> so and she's off. <laughs> but I did yeah. like the contortion that she had with the like. Contortion the contortion stuff I like. That was really cool, holding the... And, it's like she, and then he, Tristan, my my husband, was like, is she biting his head? And I'm like, she is, but I never yeah. noticed. She was actually biting his head yeah. when you first get introduced. And like, yeah. bites yes. his cheek off. Oh, yeah, yes. uh,
2: maybe she was angry, come on. <laughs> I have a theory that will show all my bitchness about this episode because in the confessional, when the demon keeps... Talent Thomas he is afraid of what you can do he is afraid of you blah 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 blah. We are yeah. talking about Western culture, so we can assume that he is Mark is uh, Marcus, yeah, but what if because mm. we are talking about Western culture and in the Western culture, both God and uh, Lucifer our male entity he is actually talking about god or lucifer what if the demon is oh. not telling Thomas oh. that marcus is afraid of him but god or lucifer are afraid of him Ah, oh, that is genius oh. yeah yeah exactly Twist. what if the demon oh, are chat. twisting Thomas into believing that Marcus is the one afraid when instead is God himself saying oh my god that gives me so many chills right now because I'm such on the bandwagon of Tomas
0: being like this cool superhero he is this cool superhero they both are but like the idea that he's got like this untapped power that even God himself I'm thinking of like now preacher like we're preaching I don't know if y'all watch preacher but like God himself is also like Someone that is exactly. kind of a dirtbag. God is there <laughs> and, and, uh, saying,
2: uh, oops. Uh, "Oops, perhaps I gave him too much power all all of a sudden, and yeah. now I don't know what to do with this man thinking he's acting in my name when I." Uh, uh, oh, I need help. Hey, hey, Marcus, Marcus, can you tell <laughs> your friend that yeah. I'm actually scared that I made a mistake with him, please?
0: <laughs> that's brilliant. I love that twist, the story writing potential now of like yeah. having, having somebody that mm. powerful to be afraid of who is just a regular human. I love those stories because then they have to like overthrow the power at the end because maybe he's the one that's corrupt. Or Lucifer, yeah, you know, Exactly. Wh- whatever
2: it is. Perhaps the demon is trying to lure him yeah. to to come to their side because while they are very afraid of Marcus, this new little cub could be used for their games and their plays and their Yeah. Marcus Marcus cannot be corrupted marcus was offered times and times again to become one of them and he always refused but what if this little cub is more open to manipulation
0: well they're they're banking on that that's i think (laughs) they're yeah we can get this guy (laughs) he thinks he's special he
2: believes he believes so deeply that God gave him that power he doesn't even think that perhaps it wasn't God at all yeah perhaps it was lucifer why not right they of course we always see god stronger than lucifer because after lucifer fell and everything but we should remember that lucifer was the one angel created that had similar power to god mm-hmm. so if god is powerful enough to give a gift that is potentially dangerous to Thomas, we should really start to think that lucifer could be powerful enough to do the same right and so was have, that
0: old with th- the riddle that's like is, is god powerful enough to create a rock so heavy that he can't lift it it's like <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of so, like this paradox. Like you can't really put your I can't exactly, my mind exactly mind around it. Yeah,
2: but philosophy is full of paradoxes. Mm-hmm. So, and in many ways, religion is a philosophy too. I've got a few fun facts. Just, just yeah, uh, okay. three this time. Um, oh, should I
0: tell you these fun facts? Yeah, and we'll see how fun they of are. Course. Maybe they're just slightly entertaining. All <laughs> right. Today's slightly entertaining, <laughs> fun fact, are um, so the song that we hear in the pickup truck at the end with Marcus and Tomas. So do we yeah. Well, no, no, not that one. So there's that one. But this one is where he just turns on their. Oh, they take now we need a different song yeah and so they he uh marcus pops in a tape where he puts on the radio and you hear this song and i was like what is that so i looked it up it's called too late for tears by geronimo and the apaches which i don't know if you've heard of them but i've never heard of them no. um, but so you may you may have because it, it comes from the genre of northern soul which once again is uh that genre that ben daniels introduced The music directors too, and he was the one that pushed that genre, which is what I'm assuming is the reason why they chose this song. Because again, I don't know much of Northern I've heard of a
1: band called the Apaches, but I don't know blah blah the Apaches. The Apaches is a band I've heard of. Yeah, but maybe I just but it's slightly more classic. Yeah,
0: it's from like the '60s. I think think it's like the '50s or '60s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that was number one. Number two is okay. uh, once again awesome, awesome. I Zion who gave me the information over Twitter about the so the island that they're on, um, the that Andy's family is on. It's it's fictional. Yeah. It's called Knockburn Island, but uh, they found out that the one that stood in for it it's a real town. It's called Bainbridge Island, and the only reason uh, they were able to put put this together is because you can kind of see sometimes like signage for bainbridge island like there's a pool table uh scene where you'll see it so i was just like oh that's cool like there's the real place um because there's there's Vancouver, but then when you want some of the B-roll shots, the visual shots, you have to go to really cool, like, island feel. So I'm always interested in, like, all the behind-the-scenes little tidbits like that. Um, and the final one is... A- Especially
1: anywhere you can visit. I get a bit obsessed with anywhere I can go visit, going, why am I visiting this place? But I am going to have to put together, like, an exorcist tour. Yeah! i go to the steps in Georgetown. Yes. And then go visit this island. Right, and then Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need probably a month in Vancouver since everything I watch is set there. Yeah. Since like I'm back, I'm, you know, I'd have to go to every single X-Files filming spot That's exactly what I was thinking.
0: I, <laughs> the only reason I, I don't know about Vancouver X-Files. is
1: because of X-Files. Well, they also filmed all of Stargate SG-1 there. Oh, okay. So I'd have oh, to do yeah. all of that, Stargate so SG-1. Yeah. And then obviously Supernatural, Supernatural. Got, gets filmed there. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, fudge it. I'm going to have to just go live in Vancouver for a year just <laughs> so I can follow around whatever fandom I've fallen into. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, yeah. And obviously, now that I'm completely obsessed with the DC TVU and Legends of Tomorrow, right? like, they're filming in Vancouver at the moment. And I'm like, oh, the Legends are in Vancouver again. <laughs> you gotta go.
0: <laughs> yeah, got to go. I will get there one day. I'll get to freaking Vancouver. <laughs> and the final fun fact is, it is a goof that apparently, again, because I looked at it, and I was like, no, 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 maybe it was intentional. Maybe it's part of the plot. So, you know, when Andy goes to Rose at the end to do the full report of like, oh, man, like, this is what happened. It was actually just a a school ritual, like where they were just like a hazing thing. And Rose goes, okay. And then she types up afterwards, no action needed. It was just a school ritual. Well, before he walks into that shot to tell her this whole explanation, she's already typing up that report. That says this was yeah. actually just a school ritual reported by Andy. Like it's just it's it's nothing to, to worry about. So I'm thinking, oh, when I first saw, it, I was like, maybe it's because she already knew and she talked to one of the kids. But I think I think it was just a it was just a editing mistake. <laughs> yeah, <Probably. laughs> I read too much into this show sometimes. And then um, and then the fan shout out this week. Pa pa I have the spelling. I'm trying to work on my British accent, so if it sounds good, Zoe, let me know. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it at all good? Is it? Do I sound more like um, someone really trying to do it, a British accent? It's,
1: it's a little bit like someone trying to do a British accent. It's that, it's that stereotypical kind of like, we're trying to sound a bit posh, but also a little bit common. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you're either common Oh, you're a bit posh.
0: I, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like... Or yes. I'm just a dumb American. Oh, so i my yes. to sound British and fancy. <laughs> so this one, um, a shout out to, it's a fanfic writer who I also follow on Tumblr, but she goes by two, di- or he, uh, they go by two different names. Um, on the the fanfic that I've read is on Archive of Our Own, Margo underscore Kim, M-A-R-G-O underscore Kim k-i-m write some really cool fanfic if you're into that um all really well written i love i love the way that the kind of and turns happen um there's a lot of angst too i love that um and then on if you want to follow the account on um tumblr it's and humans loved stories which is um there's a bit of exorcist but it's a com- it's a blog compilation of a lot of different themes and and ideas yeah. so just a shout out to to that particular writer a uh, fan of your work thank you for creating yeah. your work really appreciate it <laughs> then awesome. uh thank you for all the support and the love thank I you. couldn't do it without you all appreciate it thank you oh, we did it <laughs> Awesome.
1: yeah